This is a tale of a strange and dangerous world, a world known as Carthus. This is an adventure full of magic, hardship, and ale. This is a tale about a world at war and the people who are forced to endure it. From the wounds of battle come three unlikely partners trying to make sense of something much larger than themselves. But more than any of that, this is a story about how to win loot and influence dragons. Hello, and welcome back to How to Win Loot and Influence Dragons. It's a D&D 5e actual play for Curio. I'm, as always, your friendly dungeon master, Ben McAllister. I am Jackson Newsett. I'm Thomas Owen. And I'm Grace Chapel. Hey, we got through it once without anybody being like, oh, what are we doing? Are we doing the names? Well, you didn't have to draw attention to it, I mean. (laughs) That's true. Now I've ruined it, but that's okay. Well, this is also our, like, fourth take as well. Yeah, exactly. I know I wasn't going to say that. I just... We had to edit out all the ones where Grace, like, wouldn't stop eating waffles. Yeah. She's just sitting there, like, cramming them into her mouth. It was very (laughs) The image of a half-chewed waffle eating another waffle is horrifyingly cannibalistic. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's I true. Guess that's canon now that I am a half chewed waffle. Yeah. yeah. It's like, certainly. you know, Drozzy has the dragon blood and like the scales. I've just, I got that waffle blood. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so sure, your blood is, is maple syrup. So yeah. Maple syrup. Yeah, you're, 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 you're a waffle scales. Yeah. You're yeah. a waffle origin, essentially. Yeah. yeah. I just waffle on. Oh, nice. Oh, oh, thank you. Dude, thank nice. You. Nice. Quite good. Mm. Well done. Well, there you go. Somebody said we? something funny. Yeah. That means we can start the show. Pack it up. Let's go. If you had like a Batman villain about waffles, uh-huh. would he be the waffler or like? I Mr. guarantee waffle. you, there is the some waffle iron. There is some form of like the iron waffle. Oh, oh yeah. I like that. Yeah, but surely there has to be like some sort of like dessert based. Yeah, I mean, he's friends with Time Ghost. Ghost. Like if there's if there's ca- if there's Calendar Man. Yeah, I was like, about to say like, or, like or con- King. Condiment King. Condiment King. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I don't know about Condiment King. Oh, dude, condi- he, yeah. he's a dude that literally uses like condiments, like mm. like ketchup and mustard. Does he make shit. cool puns? Oh, you better mm. believe there is a villain called Sweet Tooth. Oh man, <laughs> yes. Okay, what does he look like? Oh man, he's a really f- he's a bit of a fatty. Nice. Oh no, I like you really launched into the attack, then pulled back. You're like, I don't want to be too. What is he? Okay, no. Can you describe what he's wearing? Yeah. Also, what is his whole deal? Yeah. Just well, he's wearing a bit of a purple turtleneck. I guess you would. He's got uh, a, he's a turtleneck vibe. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's how you know he's a criminal. Uh, yeah. He commits crimes with a candy motif. <laughs> Wait, is he the crimes have a candy yeah. motif? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or he uses well, candies okay, okay. Um, like, as his own yeah, motif. Yeah, as in, like, like, is he stealing candies? Exactly. Is he, like, perpetrating dessert it's crimes? Or is clear. he? Or does he rob banks and give back to the candy factories? Yeah, or does he rob banks and leave a trail of candy store. behind? Oh my god! That was, no, that was very good. They too. are, um, they are in fact candy crimes, oh, like of a candy nature. So, but like, what do you? As in, as in is, like, there, is there an example? Steals, there? there is an example in where he tries to change Gotham's water supply into chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> this is better than our show. It's just like a weird knockoff, Jesus. <laughs> so yeah, let's actually do the show. But how about I do a little bit of a recap for you guys first? Nice. Yeah. When we last left our heroes, they were continuing their journey through the Temple of Life, having just bested arguably their most unsettling challenge yet. A strange robotic clown challenged them to a game of catch in order to prevent an hourglass timer from running down to zero with unknown results. After they defeated the clown and advanced through the temple, they found themselves confronted with large, shimmering magical barriers. They ventured into a small chamber, and after Duncan and Jody fell down some stairs, they battled a swarm of small drone robots that emerged from an inconspicuous box. The two hours they have to complete the challenges of the temple and return with water for Hasselback and the Monks of Sanctuary is gradually ticking away. They'll need to complete the rest of the challenges in good time. Perhaps more importantly, they understand that this temple may be much more than what the Monks of Sanctuary believe it to be, as it has been referenced numerous times in Valeria's notebook. That brings us to right now. So you've slain all these little robo-drones and you've got the chest. 
Mm. Let's look in that chest. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So you look in the chest. The only thing in it is a little silk bag. Ooh. And when you open the silk bag, assuming that's something you do. Yes. Yeah, I do it. I do it. Then you find inside, you find like a little piece of yellow, like it's almost like a gemstone kind of thing. Like, you know, like it's a little bit like topaz or something, but it's like like yellow and it's carved into a particular shape, which I'm now going to draw on paper for you guys and then I'll describe it. And we can uh, throw it up on Twitter. If we put it up on Twitter, it will look better than that. But yeah. It looks like that. <laughs> okay. So if you had to describe it, I guess you could say it's like two like triangular points and then like a flat bottom. It's like a square with a triangle taken out of the top. Okay. Mm. A two-pronged crown. Like a two-pronged yeah. crown. Mm. That's that's pretty neat. Um, it's kind of like a um. A more, oh, that's going to be good audio. It's kind of like a more. <laughs> it's kind of like a more rectangular Pac-Man. Yeah, I was literally yeah. about to say that. Wow. Yeah. Man. So imagine. Yeah. Imagine like a square Pac-Man. Yeah. That's right. And he has like a little wedge for his mouth cut out, and then mm. it's going to be like wampa wampa. What else can we say it is? It's kind of like a crocodile <laughs> head without any teeth. It's kind of like a shark tooth almost. It's yeah. a little bit like an abstract crab claw. Hey. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Oh, wait, no, but they also angered. Yeah, okay, it's not exactly. I think like... we've established what yeah. it is. Yeah, so it's yellow. We know what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's it. So if you guys recall, uh, the, the the wall at the top, like the big shimmering wall about it, has a little panel next to it, which has like a triangular cutout. Oh, cool. In triangular cutout. Yeah, so there's like a little panel there that has like a, you know, like an inset, like triangle. What is the third dimension of this shape? Uh, it's just like flat. Well, like it, it, oh, okay. this shape extends backwards, okay. like maybe it only Got exists it. in two dimensions. So, yeah. yeah, it's a real mindfuck. That'd um, be horrifying to encounter. Yeah, <laughs> like a truly two dimensional. Yeah, it, that's what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't. <laughs> you couldn't go right. Yeah, it's you what? couldn't. No. Huh. No. <laughs> you wouldn't be able to see it. One. Are you telling me that we might be constantly encountering two-dimensional objects and we just don't well, know? Well, it'd have, to be, it'd have to be made out of something that's oh not my God. There are probably so many two-dimensional clown dicks around us like as we speak. And I we s- just don't know. Oh, we no can't see them. Ghosts. We can't feel them. When you're a ghost, you're actually just 2D. Yeah. You may as well be Whoa. right. That's pretty deep. What part. if each time you die, you just lose a dimension? Oh, good Jesus. And also all memory. So we yeah. start as like seven dimensional yeah. beings. Oh, and we've shit. all been condemned to this shitty 3D earth. Oh. Fuck, okay. So um, you guys, you found this thing mm-hmm. and it's yellow. And there's a cool. shimmering blue wall of energy. Is the staircase still flat at the moment? Has like the trap reset itself in a uh, sense? Or? Right now it hasn't. It's still flat. Cool. Is there anything in our immediate... Just the box. Like, how steep is it? Could we kind of just go like... Ooh, it's just slippery. I'm at the top. Oh, yeah. I can just, like, throw down a rope. You could do that. You could. What are you guys going to give me if I throw you down a rope? Nice. <laughs> Classic Druzzy. Well, considering... <laughs> <laughs> James starts going through yeah, all this yeah, shit. Yeah. He's got a handful of lint and, like, some coins, and he's like... Uh. Can you leave... Can you just walk out without getting the water, or do you have to get the water to walk out? You could just leave, yeah. Right, so she really can leave us here. Mm. I mean, I do have 50 feet of silk and rope on me, so what can we do with that? Hey, <laughs> do you guys um, not I'll, want to thank me for not falling for the stupid trick? Like, Yeah, I'll also hello. put this out there, you guys. Um, you haven't necessarily made any attempts to see if there's anything you can do about resetting this trap. Like, yeah, just kind I of want to wiggle all happened. the spikes. No, my, my, Nothing no, my, 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 my point is, like, but there's only a box down here. Like, can we see anything else? That's that's what, what I meant. No, let's, it's just the let's box. search. Let's search. I'm Ooh. searching for something else. It's a natural 20. Okay. okay. Uh, check. Wow. A natural 20 yeah. investigation check investigation. To, to, search for, to search for the way to fix this thing. Mod, but uh, you know what I'm going to say? <laughs> you do uh, with your with your 20 check. You, you articulate the only articulatable thing down here, which is the lid of the box. Yeah. And when you close the lid of the box, the trap resets. Yeah, yeah. I thought that might happen. So, congratulations. You've done it with that amazing... Inte- I mean, I guess like this really is like a Duncan Batman thing where he's now also the world's greatest detective. Jody opens the box again. Nothing happens. <laughs> okay. Because it's yeah. stepping on it. That, hang on, if we walk up at it and it just goes again... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just like this Sisyphean like yeah. trial for yeah. like it's a metaphor for life. You yeah, know, you know this temple's all about metaphors and for life. And yeah. that's the end of the podcast. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, Duncan turns to Johnny. He's like, uh, "In case the trap's going to trigger again when we walk on the stairs, maybe you go up first because you're better at dealing with it, and maybe deliberately avoid the first few steps, like just jump over them once you're near the top, in case the trigger is just at the top." 
Yeah. And then once you're up there, I'll come up. Worst case, I could also um, throw you a rope. Exactly, with, yeah. Because you are a, a companion of mine I, I trust. And I, uh, Guys, I was just joking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just fun and games with Jesse. Just overhears all of this yeah. happening. She's like, my leverage is gone. <laughs> it's just yeah. kidding. Yeah. Day 34. And they, <laughs> they suspect me. Yeah, um, yeah that, that, that sounds good. So I think Jody uh, ventures up the stairs. Great. And then uh, I think when he's like three from the top, he jumps. To try and reach the top. Hey, everything's fine. You did it. Okay. Yeah. Khan does the same thing. Can Khan jump three steps? Considering athletics is a strength ability. Yes. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. What, yeah. Are you gonna roll? I don't think you need to. You it's can not necessarily really a graceful landing, but he can make the distance. <laughs> yeah, you can jump a distance up to your strength score. You know, yeah. That's all. That's all true. Mm. Um, great. So you're back up in the wee room uh, with the big shimmering blue wall. Real quick. Does that mean that Duncan's the best jumper of the three of us? Uh, For distance. <sighs> yeah. See, that Long is jump. nuts. <laughs> Does that mean you can I, jump, like, You've got no idea what further. he squats, like... Yeah, sure, yeah. but, like, like... Like, you can jump way further I than mean, your height. For yeah. example, uh, yeah. Lord of the Rings Two Towers. Um, You'll people. have to toss me. Oh. That classic no. scene. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's move on. So you're back up in the room with the big shimmering blue wall. Blue wall. Mm-hmm. There is the other corridor directly opposite you. So and so, it was a dead end essentially where we went last time. Like so, we went, we went left. It yep. didn't cycle around further. No, you went left. It cool. turned right, and there's a staircase down. Great. And then at um, the bottom of the stairs. Was the stairs. Um, I'm going to just open the notebook just in case. Nothing is in the notebook, but good observation to <laughs> to do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Good thinking. Shall we try holding this yellow thing over the triangle so that it lines up with the triangle, just in case that does something. We, we could, yeah. certainly. I was also wondering if perhaps um, we should not investigate the corridor to the right first. I, yeah, I mean, I'm not too fast about the order. I just figured we could do it, and if it didn't do anything, we'd go right. I suppose it's just my innate fear of um, attempting moving forward on a puzzle when it's incomplete and suffering some form of shock damage, perhaps. But if you want to hold it up... Yeah, then... no, 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 I... Uh, <laughs> I... I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> yeah, let's uh, let's take the right path. Um, so if you guys head down into the right tunnel, you see a similar kind of setup. It goes right for a little while, and then it turns left, and there's a staircase downwards. I want to have a look at the stairs for traps. Okay, go ahead. Oh dear. Mm. Two. So. So what? Do, do you say anything? Like like? Do you like tell us that there aren't any traps or anything? Or Dr- Drosilius. I think I think it's okay on this side. Jody's like them some stairs. <laughs> <laughs> cool. I think Jody's pretty happy with that. If yeah. Jody thinks there are any traps, if um Drozzy doesn't think there are any traps, yeah, I think I'm pretty happy. With my that. passive perception thirteen and my mm-hmm. whole deal with stonework. Do mm-hmm. I notice anything about the steps? Uh, no, you don't. The steps oh, look God. fine. I'm trying to think like whether or not Jody's already walking down the yeah, steps. Yeah, yeah. Drozzy is if, way too happy with her own skills. Yeah, okay. I doubt it. The second you guys step onto the steps. I imagine Duncan's standing at the top of the steps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's the two of us this time. <laughs> the, uh, a, a section of the upper part of the wall behind you slides out of place and a large boulder rolls out and starts coming down the stairs. I need you all to make dexterity saves to either... Well, I suppose Duncan... Can I make a strength save to stop it? To try and... It's a big boulder, man. You oh, yeah. can. You definitely can. Like, it's 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 big. It's bigger than Duncan. Like, considerably bigger than Duncan. And it's wrapped in chains. It's wrapped in chains. Yeah, it's got, like, a chain wrapped around it. From where we're standing at this point, the way I see it, like, Duncan's at the top of the stairs. This is happening, like, just over Duncan's shoulder, like, behind him. Like, you could probably dive left. These guys who are already down on the stairs have no choice but to try and get to the bottom of the stairs. But you could have left or you could run down the stairs. It's up to you. Or I could try and stop it. You could try and stop it, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to try to stop All right, it. All right, go ahead and make a strength saving throw for me. It's going to need to be a good check, man. <laughs> because at the end of the day, Duncan's bond is that he would lay down his life for his battle brothers. Oh, man. So, nice. Let's roll this dice. Nice. I really wish I still it's had my to... inspiration. Yeah, I promise you. Why do you it's, not have it? It's going to... I used it last time. Did it's you? Got, it's... Yeah, I oh, think okay. maybe for that final spin. I don't know. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a touching eulogy that I delivered. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate this gesture so much. You try. And I, yeah. All right, proceed. Oh, God. Oh. Um, I was 16. Okay. Duncan takes seven bludgeoning damage. And I'll, I'll say, uh, and like, as the boulder, like, he kind of tries to grab it. And I'm going to say that he just gets, like, fucking knocked to the side, like, by this thing. Uh, and he's, like, lying there and it continues, or maybe, like, knocked down and it goes, like, over him and continues rolling down the stairs. I will say 
because of the fact that his body absorbed that impact, uh, you guys now get advantage on your deck saves to get to the bottom of the staircase uh, because it's slowed down a little bit. Yeah, well, I got 19, okay. the first one. Nice. First one was a critical failure. Uh, next one was a 20 though. So okay, cool. So you both like run down the stairs as fast as you can, maybe you jump off the last one and you see the boulder like as you get to the bottom where there's a chest. It's like, the boulder is like as wide as the staircase basically and like yeah. it's uh, as tall as well as the staircase is wide and it's like just stops at the bottom of the stairs. The chains that it's wrapped around have unspooled and oh. now it's just at the bottom of the stairs blocking your access back up. Ooh. I start pulling it up. You can't lift it. <laughs> <laughs> But you're trying. <laughs> it's like, mm. um, Dunkai makes an investigation check to try and find a mechanism in the hole it came out of mm-hmm. to see if there's a way to Proceed. pull it back. Okay. At the same time, did this boulder just shut out any light down the bottom? Not all no. light. Cool. Great. 14 for my investigation there. Um, I'll say Dunkai's looking. Okay. But he yeah. hasn't found anything yet. Do we, we see uh, anything Look in the there? box. Yeah. You've got is, a box. Is there a box? Um, I... I'm going to listen to the box. (laughs) (laughs) Make a perception check. I love this. Oh, no. (laughs) What'd you get? Two. All right. Do you say anything? Uh, It sounds pretty good, guys. That's a box. Good enough for Jody. Jody's opening the box. (laughs) Oh, no. Okay. You guys open the box. Do you reckon, like, with, like, a bad perception check, you could accidentally hear something like an auditory hallucination. So mm. she like listens to the box. She's rolled like a two and she's like, yeah. oh, there's, there's clowns in there. <laughs> <laughs> there's a circus. I'm hearing like, a lot of clown dicks in yeah. there. <laughs> oh, rattling around. Because clown dicks are all pierced. Everyone knows that. <laughs> um, yeah, I, Jody opens the box. Okay. Off, off, the, off the back of um, Druzzy's gl- glowing endorsement. She trusts me way too much. <laughs> so you open the box. The contents of the box are a small silk bag. And when you pick up this small silk bag and you open it, it contains another little piece like the topaz piece, but this one is made out of sapphire, so it is blue. Or I should say it's made out of aluminium oxide doped with iron impurities. Nice. Uh, And what? That's what sapphire is. Yeah. Sorry, just a little. That was a, there's two people in the audience that are just losing it yeah, right now. Both, like, of them are from dude, my, both of them nice. from my lap. They're yeah. like, oh, nice, <laughs> nice, dude. Nice. Eight, two, three, sick. Yeah. I love that stuff. Um, I learned something today. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I've really um, forgotten hey. what I just learned. Uh, inside this bag is the little sapphire thing, and it is, of course, a triangle. Makes sense. Mm. Um, I think <laughs> Jody tries to push the rock up. Well, Make a strength check. <laughs> okay. Well, with my negative one strength, that's a 17. Who's got the um, two-pronged crown? Probably T, right? Uh, yeah, I guess me. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I, did, I did pick that up. What mm. if we try and slot them together? You can't right now, because they're not in the same space. Can I ditch it over the rock? <laughs> <laughs> you, you could. You'd have to throw it like um, up the stairs. Oh, and then I can leave oh, you wait. here. Jo- no, no. Jo- Jody, like, sighs, or like, ah, oh, <laughs> and closes the lid of the box. <laughs> He's really disappointed, unfortunately. Okay, I'll say that in that time, considering 14 is not that bad a check, Duncan has managed to find a little... So, like, he reaches back into this section that the boulder came out of. It's, like, quite a big space. I guess he probably has to, like, put down something to stand on because he's quite short. But, you know, he gets <laughs> a jump up and yeah. climb. Yeah, he jumps up and climbs into it because he's a strong boy. So you're in this space. Juicy quads. <laughs> <laughs> and you can see the, the chain is taut. And you can kind of, like, actually walk through this space because it's got to be at least as big as this boulder, yeah, like, yeah. the chain. And at the very back of this, like, dark section that contained a boulder, there's, like fixture on the wall like a big bolt essentially that the chain is connected to and underneath the little fixture is a tiny little switch that you have to spend some time finding so uh, how how long at this point like (laughs) are drozzy and like jody just like kicking it down in this like maybe maybe like a minute yeah a minute or two yeah uh dukan (laughs) flicks the switch so dukan flicks the switch (laughs) at the top of the stairs (laughs) and (laughs) the fixture on the wall begins moving away from you at an alarming speed. I rush out. Yeah, I side. bet you do. Go ahead and, and make me a little dex saving throw oh, to get out of the way of this rapidly retracting boulder. Eleven. Uh, I'll say <laughs> Duncan, like, clambers down out of his little hole and he, like, jumps to the left, but he gets, like, winged by this thing. <laughs> like, not not a full force hit. You take two, two bludgeoning damage as you get wanged by this little thing on the way out. But the boulder has been retracted up into its holster. You guys are right. Yes. Yeah, I mean, we both got out of the way of the boulder, so... <laughs> oh, because I bought Jody time to do that. Yeah, good job. 
<laughs> I was fine, but... Yeah. <laughs> Nicely done. So you guys are back up in that main space. Mm. You've got both of these gems. So the it's a triangular shape sort yep. of thing, and like the wall is blue? Yes. Perhaps we just try the um, blue gem that's cut as a triangle. Perhaps we try and s- slot it in. Yeah, that's yeah, right. sounds good. You do that, and it works. The gem goes in, and you hear like a boo sound, oh, nice, like a powering down yeah, sound. Yeah, yeah. Like the, the the thing just kind of like slowly like becomes more translucent, and then ultimately just fades away. And behind it, you can see the corridor continues for a little while, and then there's a huge yellow shimmering wall blocking the path. And on the wall next to that, there's a little uh, slot, which is the shape of the other stone that you guys picked up. Jody wants to look for traps along the in way. the corridor. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Take a perception check. Perception, yeah, yeah. Uh, Fifteen. Uh, yeah, it looks fine. Shall we continue? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you, do you put the thing in the jam in the slot? Don't make a joke. Come on, yes, we've come so far. What? I no, I was just trying to decide whether or not to do it, like whether or not I was going to get hurt. Uh, okay. Because you guys, guys got to get your mind out of the gutters. You have this same face <laughs> yeah. that every, every time there's an opportunity, you sort of stop and like, like kind of like tilt your head down, like <laughs> get ready, like yeah. it's coming out. <laughs> <laughs> um, I imagine you put the thing in the place that it is supposed to go. Uh, <laughs> There's a real workaround. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and the same thing happens. You hear the pew, the capacitive discharge sound, and then the wall sort of like fades, and, and there you go. Beyond it, the corridor continues. I don't want to continue just yet because I've just remembered that I'm only on 13 hit points, so I'm going to have a health potion. <laughs> oh, cool. 44 plus four. Yeah. That's three and two, that's five and three, that's eight plus four is 12. Um, I wonder if I should use the other one now. I'm on 25 of 42. I think I'll save it in case we need magical healing. Do you still have second wind? Let's just look what's on the other side of the I do still have second wind. You've still got two of those Sanctuary Ciders as well. I've used mine. You used yours? Yep. So you've both had one. Mm -hmm. So we have one Sanctuary Cider, two greater health potions. I'm going to use my second wind. Eight plus level, so that's another 12. Nice. Okay. That's back to 37. I've still got a health potion there for us to use in an emergency. Yeah. That's not too bad. Yeah, if there's any good. more boulders, maybe just get out of the way. Let yeah, I'll just get out of the way. <laughs> just let him go by. So as you look past this section of the wall that has now dissipated away, this magical barrier, you can see a third magical barrier. I'm going to check for traps. Okay. What? 19. You see no traps with your perception check of 19, but what you do know with that perception check of 19 is that this big wall is green. And put them together, we're gonna <laughs> come together, yeah. That's right. That's a, um, yeah, and then, yeah, on, on the wall panel next to this large barrier is a perfectly square slot. So you figured it out. Uh, you put the two <laughs> gems together uh, into like a little square shape and you slot them right into that hole. And again, and then, yeah, it all dissipates. Dude, this is such a good dungeon speed run that we're doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, first you've got to go hey to the right corridor, <laughs> get the yellow gem. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you're going to want to minimize looking at the stairs because yeah. you travel three frames per second faster if you don't look down at the stairs while you go. Don't bother, yeah. checking, don't bother checking for traps properly. Yeah. Just, like, run right through There's it. There's no traps. Yeah. Don't, don't worry about the boulder. Just let it go. <laughs> <laughs> so, here you are. You've, you've done it. Adventure over. No, uh, you, you walk through the, the corridor and it opens up into a little room. And this room is like well lit by these like ceiling lights, these like glass panels that have like magical light shining through them. In this room in particular, it's like fluorescent type lighting. Like it kind of feels like fluorescent type lighting. There are some benches along the left hand wall. And on the right hand wall, there are three spigots, like taps, basically. And as you walk into the room, each of them activates and a jet of some liquid comes out of them and they fall into little bottles that are on, like, little plinths that come out of the wall. So imagine, like, three taps. Underneath each tap, there's a little plinth and then on that, a little bottle. And so now the bottles are full of liquid. And on the far side, from the side you've come in, is just a big metal door. What was on the left-hand wall again? Just, like, a big bench that runs the whole length of the wall. The liquid does look like water, essentially, or...? It kind of looks like water. Yeah. Mm. looks kind of, like, almost a bit thicker. Like, almost kind of, like, slightly syrupy. Right. But it's clear. Like, really weird maple syrup. Taste it. Corn syrup? With no repercussions. 
<laughs> and she said that, so if yeah. you uh, punish her, that's entrapment. That's <laughs> true, that's true. I have to tell you if I'm a cop. Yeah. Um, so you go over and you pick up one of the three little jars, little vials, I guess, and you, you take a sip of it. And um, for a moment, you feel really good. It just feels really good. It doesn't hurt you. It feels like actually energizing. I think this is sanctuary cider, but um, I guess there should be more of it, right? It doesn't look like the cider that you've uh. got. And also, you're not or in the there healing to get potion cider. sort of thing. It doesn't look like the water. So it doesn't look different. Like now, when you say energized, okay, Judy goes over and has, has a sip and then, like, just tries sprinting across the room. Does he feel any faster? He may feel faster, but he's not. Okay. <laughs> um, so, Jody is now convinced these are potions of haste. <laughs> yeah. Jump, like, Jody. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, <laughs> he does. How far does he jump? Uh, Out of the room, dude. He just jumps, <laughs> rockets right through the ceiling, yeah. and he's gone. Yeah. No, no. Give me a long, give me a long jump. W- whatever the regular jump distance is. I'm being kind of like a little bit obtuse about what the effects of this thing are because this is this is a homebrew potion thing. This is not um, this is not something out of the book. But like, it feels like positive effects. Yeah. yeah. All right. Should this we? Feels, yeah. Well, should we just take them with us and try opening the door? Mm. You can open the door. It's not locked. All right. Why don't we um, just drink it? Well, um, like we like it might have a duration. We might want it later. But, but we, we don't, don't know, know what, what it, it does. Yeah. Yeah, but if it feels positive Look, and it could have, like... What if I just drink it and you can keep on hold of yours yeah, and right. then... Okay. Well, so, Jody drinks half then. He's, is, he's going to swim with <laughs> Okay, <laughs> this is going to be interesting. We'll start with Jazilia first. So it, it'll be interesting in terms of what the characters know this means. But I'm going to tell you guys what these things do, but you guys don't necessarily know. Yeah. Mm. So my idea for this potion is this thing that I wanted to make, which is basically, I'm going to call it potion of requirement. And the idea is that it provides you with whatever you most need of your like game mechanic stuff that you've lost. And basically you guys can, can sort of pick to a degree. Like mm. you might be like, I want all my key points back or like I want my action surge or something, or, you know, or it can be hit points if you just really need hit points mm-hmm. or it could be say spell slots if you want some spell slots. Within reason, I'm going to allow you guys to pick like a feature off your sheet that you can recover. The the in-game uh, philosophy is that like the potion or you you know in your deepest heart what you most need mm. and the potion mm. like to the best of its ability tries to give you that back. So as Drasilia chugs this like syrupy, it's kind of sweet, like almost like a simple syrup type thing. It's mm. just like sugary type water and you you feel i'm assuming you want spell slots Mm -hmm. you feel some like of your magical energy is restored and you can relate that to these guys the interesting thing is then of course that you guys don't know what that's going to do for you yeah (laughs) yeah, yeah. i don't have magic right so you you might not necessarily does she roll for like say spell slots or something like that or no i'm gonna say you can get back either one level two or two level one spell slots i'll get two level one Okay, neither. Okay. How, how does that put you on spell slots? Puts me four level one and two level three. Mm, two, two level, level two. two. Haven't you used your level two spell slots? You oh, sorry. I was you thinking expend- I had invisible. one. Yeah, one so left. I've got one left. Uh-huh. And you've got sorcery points as well. And yeah. you've got um, how many level one slots left? So I had two left. Two level ones you had and one level two. So you think level two? Up to you, man. Whatever you yeah, think you're going to want to use. Whatever you think. Yeah, all right, I'll go level two. Okay, cool. So you get so now you've got two level two, two level one, and some sorcery points as well. Nice. Cool. Neato. Okay. Uh, neither of you guys are gonna drink those boys? No, I'll hang on to mine. So what do you guys think you're doing? You're gonna pull open this big copper door? I'd say it's so. just got like a handle pulls open towards you guys. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you guys pull open this big copper door and you walk into another room on the other side. It's a big circular room. I'm gonna say it's probably like 60 feet in diameter. Mm-hmm. And immediately on the far side of the door from where you come in, there's like a big sheet of copper that like wraps around the wall. It's as high as the ceiling, which is maybe like five meters high. And it has some different plates on it. Also in the middle of it, a big faucet that's like pouring water down into this basin that's also sticking out of the wall. I'm not sure whether you first see that or whether you first see the... 10 foot tall, large metal humanoid shape in the center of the room. I don't know which of those things you'd first observe, but you definitely see both of them. Mm -hmm. And the other thing that you see in this room, evenly spaced around the perimeter, you also see these uh, pillars of stone with spheres of copper sitting atop them. What do I know about the stonework? (laughs) It's really well cut. Like it's, it, it looks like better than... You expect hand cut stonework, guys? It's uh, it's probably laser cut stonework. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Might have been three D printed. Yeah. Nice. Let's <laughs> do. Very um, good. Yeah. Wow. Dukan knows a lot about the history <laughs> of stonework. Yeah. So the machine in the center of the room it hasn't made any threatening actions towards you, like this large copper man, essentially. Cool. So there are the pillars with like the spheres of copper, spheres of copper. Yes. Then there's, there's the, the robot man, and mm-hmm. then there's like the 
big copper screen with the tap running on the other side. How many spheres of copper? Three. Should we head towards we the, fill up the water? tap? Yeah. The second you step into the room, <laughs> the spheres all begin to glow. The large copper man, like, activates, like, stands up to his full height and begins to look threatening towards you. Please roll initiative. <laughs> Can I get that, um... Oh, no. Hey everyone, it's me. Just got a couple of things to run through. I won't take up too much of your time. Thanks as always for listening to the show. We keep getting new listeners and new downloads and it's just amazing. So thanks so much. Along those lines, I want to give a quick shout out to Diego Vani. That's at J-A-G-O-V-A-N-N-I-J-A-Y on Twitter for tweeting about us. We really appreciate it when you guys do that. So go show Diego some love. If you tweet or Facebook about or add us, we might give you a shout out on the show as well. Just a quick heads up, our next episode is going to be a spooky Halloween special, as it'll be coming out around Halloween, so it'll be taking place kind of adjacent to the main canon of the show. I don't want to give too much away, but we recorded it last weekend, and oh boy, it was a lot of fun, so get excited for that. As always, we love rates and reviews and all that stuff, social media, blah blah blah, you know the drill, but I won't take up any more of your time. Enjoy the show! Uh, it's a 14 for you, boy. Hey. Six for me. So, critical fail. What's your dex mod? It's, I have none. Zero. Yeah. So, you're on one. It's one. Uh, this guy critically failed, but his dex mod isn't worse than that. So, you don't go last. Nice. Okay, great. First person to act is Jody. Cool. So, is it possible for me to... Like, how far away is the tap from me, essentially? It's opposite side of the room. You won't be able to get there in one turn unless you dash. Um, like, But, like, how many feet is it? It's going to be... 60 feet. Yeah, I think Jody goes for the tap, so he dashes over to the tap. Okay, I imagine you're going to have to try and run around the thing without getting to a three range, which means yep. you're going to have to go a little bit more than 60 feet, mm-hmm. but that's fine. I've got, I'll, I'll have 80, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> you're over at the tap now. I grab out the, the water skin. Yeah, the yep. water skin, and I see if it starts filling. It will start filling. Yeah, Great. But you probably can't do that this turn. Right. So, all right, Jody's over there. He's got his water skin. He's standing at the thing. Next person to act is Duncan. How tall are the pillars that the copper things are on? Probably like six feet tall. Okay, okay. Uh, how close is the closest one? Closest one is probably realistically yeah, a you're bit not more be able movement, to but I could one. double move to be there. You could dash to one, or you could move a bit closer and use a ranged weapon. That's a very good idea. I'm going to move towards the nearest one mm-hmm. and whip a hand axe at it. Go ahead. So um, you move your 25 feet towards yeah. the, the closest pillar. I'll, I'll say something like Duncan. I'll say something like I'm going to try and destroy these orbs in case they. Control the machine. Go ahead. That is uh, 19 plus 5, so it's 24 to hit. Yep, that hits. D6, 4, plus the strength. We're getting so 7, seven damage. damage. Okay, fantastic. So the, the hand axe, like, thwacks into this copper sphere, and it's still there, but it, like, is dented where this hand axe is sticking out of it. Um, it's still glowing. It's, it's glowing a little bit more, like, weakly now. Uh, next person to act is Drazilia. All right, I am going to Scorching Ray the robot. Nice. Ooh, nice. Yes. Very neat. Go ahead. So three attack rolls for the three different raids. Yep. So uh, 22. Mm-hmm. Um, 12. No. Natural Critical hit. Fuck me. Okay. <laughs> so that essentially amounts to three hits yeah. because yeah. the critical will just be double. So that's fine. You hit three times. How much damage is that then? 2D. 66. Okay. Do you want some of these D6s? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um... Nice. All right, this is it. So I could roll fireball, but uh, yeah, yeah, big, big damage. <laughs> All right, six, seven, thirteen, seventeen, twenty-two. Fuck me, Dude, nice. that's a nasty hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's a big nasty hit. So these three, like big old, or I suppose two. One of them is just really powerful. Yeah, yeah. Uh, rays of fire like Real spew out of Brazilian's hands. Fire, yeah. yeah. 
and just like you, you see like some of the copper on this big copper robot is like melting like he's like partially melted from these these scorching rays uh and now it's his turn he's kind of torn between whether he should go attack the person who just melted him or the person who's destroying his orbs uh but ultimately i think he decides to try and get the person who's destroying <laughs> his orbs. orbs yeah exactly he's horrified at the sight of his orbs in distress uh so he moves over to, Dun- to uh, duncan and tries to slam him with these big fucking copper arms. They're just like big metal fists. And the first one's a 25. He slams you twice with his arms. So, yeah. Duncan is about to be in pain town. I'm going to need you to go ahead and take 12 bludgeoning damage. Oh, that's a bit that's a bit rough. Yep. And like second wind, right? The next person to act is old Jodas. I guess, like, now that I'm here, like, I fill the water skin. Yep. I'm going to say, <laughs> you spend this turn, you can fill the thing up. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a big fucking... It's big as well. Like, so now it's not going to fit in your backpack anymore. It's, like, probably... You can fit it within your arms if you make a big bundle. Cool. And it's this huge yeah, skin full of this cool water. Great. Cool. I'm also going to say at this point, um, now that you are kind of attuned to it, you probably are aware of the fact that the notebook, Valeria's notebook, is doing something. Uh, that Jody picks up or that we all... I would say probably Jody and definitely Drusilia. Sure. Pro- maybe not Duncan because he's not... Maybe it's not made of stone, is it? <laughs> <laughs> is it? <laughs> it's not. Yeah. That's right. Uh, do I have any movement sort of thing? Yeah, you can move. Um, yeah, I want to move my 40 feet... Like, towards the door, essentially. Like, so, to, to leave? Yeah, as, as if to leave sort of thing, yeah. Yeah, cool. So you're probably about, like, a little over halfway across the room cool. now. Cool, great. She's going to run away from us with the yeah. water. <laughs> oh, right. Jody's got his part. <laughs> yeah, like... That's a- oh, the <laughs> other thing I should tell you, mm-hmm. this will probably inform whether or not you do that, uh, next to the big copper wall, big switch. Oh. Like a big lever in the wall. As in, wait, wait, whereabouts? We're like the... Um... Like, on the side of where the fountain is, like, off to the left. Oh. There's, like, a big fucking switch. Oh, I go to the switch. Yeah? Yeah. Cool. Are you going to pull it? Yeah. So, you've, you've pulled the switch. The mm-hmm. switch is down now. You don't know how much extra time that gives you. Mm-hmm. You know that Hasselback told you that, like, it gives you extra time. Sure. Like enough yeah. time to, to get out with the water. And you've still got quite a bit of time left in your two hours anyway. Yeah, so right. So, you're fine. Well done. Uh, now, to be fair, Jody didn't actually know that. Yeah. But he just pulled a switch. <laughs> uh, maybe the two that were listening. Yeah, Jody, that yeah. Jody pulls a switch and he's kind of like, I will say, um, I will say when you pull the switch, because your passive perception is quite good, mm. you can hear like a humming, mm. like an audible humming uh, from like through the walls behind the thing, like all sort of get louder and some whirring and stuff happening. Cool. Now it's Duncan's turn again. Okay. You got well, a big copper robot standing in front of you, having just punched you with its big robot arms. Yes, that I do. I am going to make a precision maneuver power attack nice. on the orb. On the orb? Yeah. Okay, fantastic. Go ahead. So So you're gonna have to move over to it, I guess. Or are you throwing the hand axe? Oh no, as in like I'll move over. You're gonna cop an attack one. Oh true. What do you think Duncan does in this scenario, in the heat of the moment? Oh, I will use my menace maneuver. Wait, no, it's probably. Would it be? Is it sensible enough for me to assume that Duncan would assume that I can't scare a robot? Um, I don't think that is necessarily true in this context. Okay, um, well, I'm going to give it a crack. I'm going to use my menace maneuver because I haven't whipped it out yet. Okay, this is going to be really handy if this works. I'll say you you know from the robots you've already fought in this thing. One, I mean, you guys don't. Probably know what robots are, right? Like, this isn't mm. the first thing of this kind you've ever seen. That's true. But you mm-hmm. also know that the other ones you've encountered have had sort of personalities. Yeah. To a degree. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess it probably actually reads to me a little bit like just like a really strange magical creature. Yeah, like a, like a construct like a, or like an elemental golem. of some yeah. description. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I will use my menace maneuver. But first I have to hit. So it's not a power attack. Mm-hmm. I'm attacking the big old robot. Mm-hmm. Let's see how it goes. These maneuvers. 16 yep. plus 5 is 21. Yep, now I can expend my superiority die for the menace. And what that means is I add the superiority die to the attack's damage roll. Here's the damage roll 5, 10, 13, uh-huh. plus my other. So it's 16. Uh-huh. So it's 16 and. It has to take a wisdom saving throw. Nice. And if it fails, it's frightened of me until the end of its next turn. Okay, great. You're such a menace to robots. It has to beat 16, right? Uh, yes. 
By no means. So it's now frightened um, of you. Great. Now it's Drasilia. All right. Drasilia has got one level two spell slots left. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's going to use it to cast Scorching Ray uh-huh. and expand two sorcery points to double that spell oh. on this robot boy. <gasps> Oh, I'm so spooked. Yeah. This is going to be nasty. Yeah, yeah, So, yeah. so wait. So, when, that, when you say double, do you mean, are you twinning a spell? Or a, yeah, a yeah. So, picture? can I do one at the robot and one at the orbs? Absolutely. So, That's you could do... Idea. Yeah, you could definitely do yeah one so at each of the orbs, because mm-hmm. you've got three things. So, it's um, going to be like... Wait, so are you sending up six bolts? Six bolts, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, so, so three of them have gone, gone to this guy. So, go ahead and, and make the attack roll. All right. Man, do it three times. So... 19, that does. 16. That also does? Nope. <laughs> okay, so two, two out of three hit the guy. Just go ahead and roll that damage. So it's going to be, what, 46? Um, 12 damage. Oh, man. Okay. These two rays fucking thwack into the back of this golem again, and he's looking, like, considerably more melted now. <laughs> go ahead and make your rolls on the spears if you want. All right. Oh, no. That'll help. Yep, 21. And... 12. Now, so one hit on the spheres. Dang. Um, which sphere do you want to target? The one to encounter. Okay, cool. What was it, 2d6? Oh. 12 damage. Okay, you melt this copper sphere, like, clean, gone, and your hand axe falls down to the ground. <laughs> rather than be melted, because that's not how that works in this game. Um, <laughs> cool. So the, the copper sphere is just, like, this big max damage scorching ray, this, like, big fat bolt of fire comes out of your hand and, like, just fucking... The sphere is just evaporated <laughs> by this fire. Um, Do we have a sense of what anything happen? happened? Yeah. The robot looked really mad, but he's still there. Yeah. Right. So the next thing that happens is the two remaining spheres glow a little bit brighter for a second, and they shoot some pulses of light into the robot, and it looks a little bit restored. The next thing that happens is the robot does stuff now. It's his turn to play the game. Of Dungeons and Dragons with nice. his friends. Nice. Um, so now he is frightened of Duncan, which I guess means he can't attack you. He can't, can't move closer you. to me, and I think he probably has disadvantage if he attacks me. Uh, Frank, ability checks where the source of its fear is within its line of sight. I'm going to say he like is like running away uh, from you, and as he's doing that, he's going to take like one swipe at you with disadvantage because he can see you. So he's kind of like yeah, as he tries to flee, uh, and yeah, with the disadvantage, that's a miss. I'm going to repost. Oh, nice, dude, nice. <sighs> Go ahead. Oh, hang on, let me just quickly check how repost works because is it a reaction? Um, you can use your reaction, which means I won't. I'll just take the attack of opportunity instead. Great. Okay, so he's moving <laughs> away from you. Uh, go ahead and make an attack of opportunity against him. Oh, so I, I will power attack, and I'll decide on the precision after the roll. That's okay, how it works. great. So don't tell me whether it succeeds or not, but I am going to precision that. <laughs> just listen to the audience. So he picked up his D8 to roll his precision roll, and he just threw it into the glass of water on the table. Like, threw it up in the air so it roll, and it just went fucking straight in his glass of water. That's okay, awesome. So here's the roll. Uh, so that is... 18 to hit. Yeah, um, hits. It hits. Yep. yep. Um, but what that means is the damage on him is we roll that one, nine plus three is 12, plus a 10 is 22 damage. Ooh. That's a big, nasty hit. He, like, so that, like, your, your fucking greatsword, like, calms, like, a pretty decent chunk into, like, the side of him as he turns and flees over to Drasilia, who he uses his second attack on. And that's going to be 14 to hit. Yeah, it does. Yep, and I'm going to need you to go ahead and take nine bludgeoning damage (laughs) as this big metal fist punches you in the gut. Uh, And the next person to act is Jody. So, in terms of, like, the You're room. over by the switch. I'm going to say he's now essentially at the door of mm-hmm. the room. So that's where Drazilia's standing. Mm-hmm. Duncan's like off to the right. So he's 25 feet off to the right of the door mm-hmm. around the perimeter near the first sphere that's now been obliterated. You could get to this. This So like I imagine that it's like if you've got the circle, there's the door, there's the altar immediately opposite mm-hmm. it. Sort of um, if you picture the doorway in as the bottom of the circle, mm-hmm. Duncan's run like anti-clockwise, like off to the right, 25 feet, you're directly opposite. The next one is like anti-clockwise from you around the top part of the mm-hmm. room. Uh, and it's within it's within your range. Oh, you great. Can, you can get up there if you cool. want. Cool. Yeah, I move towards it, still carrying the water skin, mm-hmm. and I drop it as I get there. Uh-huh. Well, I grab up my bow staff and just like crack it into this... Um, the pillar? Yep, into, or the, the, the sphere. Pillar. Go yes. ahead. Make an attack roll. Uh, and we matter, because I rolled a one. Nice. Okay, <laughs> so... Scary. Your, your stuff, you try to hit the sphere, but instead you hit the pillow. Yeah. And it just glances <laughs> off, and you're like, yeah, shit, I'm usually better at this. <laughs> and uh, now it's Duncan's turn. Well, 
Um, <laughs> what do you so he just took a big drink out of his water glass with the D8 still in it? Yeah, I, I gotta <laughs> drink the water away out. so I can get to the dice. Yeah, I don't nice. want to get my hand wet, you know. Yeah, yeah that's the best way to go. So I will um, waddle after the dude. How far away? Presumably, well, you, you, yeah, you Drusilla get, didn't you move. I was next exactly. to her. I can get to you him. You can get back to him. Yep. yep. So I'll come to him and guess what? Here comes a power attack again. Coming nice. in hot and fresh. Man. So that's a three. So that's not going to hit. No. I'm not going to waste mind. my precision trying to make it hit. Okay. So I'll just uh, embrace the fact that I missed him. Okay, fantastic. You can embrace that lovingly. Well, you're in, pushing in him your further arms. away, right? You're just yeah. like, you're just like macroing around the room, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Just... No, he's over by the door now, but yeah, he, well, he can't, he doesn't have to move away, he just can't willingly move towards... Duncan. Yeah. And that actually stops being the case now, as my turn ends. Oh, oh. fantastic. So oh, he's now no longer afraid of Duncan, and it's Brazilia's turn. It's got... like he sees Duncan miss, and he's like, huh. He's not so tough. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I reckon Drazilia is going to lickety-split, whip out this notebook, and have a little... Oh, okay. Nice. okay. Spending her turn looking at the notebook. Yeah. Okay, Drazilia can read this in the notebook. She flicks it out to the page, which has been getting quite full, which contained the information about the Temple of Life. In a new section, labelled Altar, it says, Supposedly, the altar at the back part of the temple is a facade. It's unclear how to get past it, but we did find these symbols referred to a number of times in numerous texts that are alluded to the Temple of Life. And then it's got a drawing of some symbols underneath. And there's a triangle, a cross, a spiral, a square, and a circle. Underneath that it says, Evidence suggests this is the location where the pieces have been hidden. It's a PlayStation. (laughs) <laughs> of course. Yeah. I know is. what that is. Yeah. You all know what it is. So that's that's what you see. Interesting. So as in like the altar of the facade, as in like... Maybe the water is fake? Potentially. Or the water's real, but what we're interested in is further in. Or what, at least what Valeria was interested in. Yeah. So probably the um, metal barrier is going to be of interest then. Mm. I'll just call that, check out the metal wall. <laughs> and that's how I use my turn. Cool. Nice. Nice. Great. Uh, so now it's the golem, and he's no longer afraid of Duncan. Having seen you miss, he turns back and is like, punk-ass bitch, and then wow. attacks you with one of his big metal fists. It's funny because all the other boys had real robo-voices. Yeah. <laughs> that was guys, like a more of a Clint Eastwood vibe. Yeah, exactly. I imagine 20 is going to hit you. Non-critical. Yeah, um, And I need you to take, for me, Duncan, a nice tasty 11 bludgeoning damage. How are you feeling, Duncan? I'm down to 14. Ooh. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> um, cool. Woo! Yeah. The next person to act. Oh no, he's still got a second attack, which he tries on Brasilia, uh, and it's you as well. And so I'm going to need you to take uh, just seven bludgeoning damage that time. Well, uh, I'm on ten hit points. Nice. Oh, nice. Extremely good. Um, cool. Now it's dirty. Still standing next to the sphere. Is there a way to get? Is there a sphere closer to? Um, is there a way for Joy to get towards where everyone else is? You can just run there. You won't be able to get the whole way. I can't get the whole way? No. You've got to, you've got to get that sphere, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know. But, like, if there's another sphere that's closer to you guys, then I can maybe, like, go for that one and be closer to you guys. Let me draw this know? out. Let me yeah. just... So I, so I fucking can make sense of it. Yeah. So having mapped out, yeah, basically the only way this works is if it's going to be, like, further in that direction along that wall, actually quite close to the door. Mm-hmm. Cool. I burn a key point to be able to dash for free. Okay, great. Um, I, like, bring, like, the water skin over with me, mm-hmm. and then I attack that close, that next the sphere. Closest that's closest to Okay, them, fantastic. Yes. You can definitely get there with that key point. Cool. Go ahead. Um, so it was 23. That definitely hits. To hit. Great. Uh, well, it's uh, five damage. Uh-huh. Um, and then I... Flurry blows. My martial tra- I didn't flurry blows. I did martial trait so I can hit it again regardless. Oh, how does that yeah. work? I get it for free. A Flurry Blows gets me an extra one on top of that plus a different um, feature sort of thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Neat, neat, neat. Okay, yeah. great. So you hit it with a free hand, right? Yeah. Nice. That one's only going to be a 10. So I think gonna... you just like... Just slap it. <laughs> he just fucking yeah, like, yeah, slaps yeah, 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 a big spear. It's like very martial arts, right? So it's like... Yeah. That's very nice. Very ninja-esque. Not great damage, but anyway. No. So, who's up? I guess Jody's gone. Now it's Duncan. We're in predicament because we're both... Drozzy, you and I, we're both, like, engaged. We can't get away from him without getting a tax opportunity. Yeah. Let, yeah. let me put it you this way. He looks pretty weak. Okay. Uh, Duncan uh, basically like, looks at him, seeing that he looks pretty wounded, knowing that, like, he's pretty wounded. He can see that Drusilla is pretty wounded. Yeah. He's basically like, 
we gotta just we gotta just nuke him. Yeah, we nice. gotta just. It's yeah. it's army slang for just doing a lot of damage. I'll, um, yeah. <laughs> I'll put a little flavor on why he looks uh, really wounded. So we know he's kind of melted and he's had a big chunk carved out of him. But like, if you imagine like these robotic kind of movements, they're kind of looking a little more jerky and like spasmodic. And uh, maybe there's some sparks flying. I don't know. There's always sparks flying with the Duncan's in the room. Nice, Duncan. Are you nuking him with any of that reflective I'm gonna, surface? I'm gonna nuke him. Uh, nuke power him. attack coming in. Power attack. Okay, let's go. <laughs> Nuke it, dot it, on, help the world groups. Give me this. Give me this roll. Have you ever hit with power attack? Yeah. Ah, oh. uh, that's not gonna do it though. Uh, okay, so uh, I missed with my nuking. Nice. Um, nice. Not at the moment. No. All right, Brazilia's up. All right. I'm gonna. I'm gonna magic missile. Nice. Okay. I was hoping you'd say that. <laughs> Go ahead. Let's get this done. Three All lots right. of one d four plus one. Three, two, four. So nine. Nine, nine damage all up. Okay, so these three little darts that we've all seen so many times come out. It's a quite close range uh, to Drazilia. She basically pretty much stabs this guy with these magical darts. <laughs> Dude, nice. Uh, like they, Wolverine style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Between, uh, yeah, puts it in her hands. It's a cool Wolverine punch. Yeah, they all penetrate at different parts of the body. And that is the killing blow for this yes. robot. It, it topples backwards onto the ground, like spraying uh, oil and, and chunks oh, of metal. You've Jazzy done it. Is so happy. Yeah, yeah, nice. Well done, guys. You've done did it. Good kill. Thanks, Duncan. Nice. Yeah, fucking. Those are some powerful magics. Yeah, that we're really, gonna work in that really fight. Outshone the rest of us. What do you guys want to do? I want to chuck my greater healing potion right now. I wait. Before you do that, uh, I think Jody picks up the water skin sort of thing and uh-huh. like brings it over to Drazi and is like, "Do you want to try and see if this is, if this works to heal you?" Uh, yeah, sure. I'll have a little a little glassful. Okay, you drink it and it does heal you. Now we don't need to go through the mechanics of exactly how much you drink for how much healing. It's uh-huh. not. I'll tell you this though. You can feel. I suppose you haven't had any of the like water that was in those like big jars that are essentially the greater healing potions. Yeah, so I too you, will do this. Though. Yeah, okay. So, I, you, so can... you know, it doesn't feel as potent as that water. It does still have restorative properties, though. So, considering so it's kind of like Coke that tastes better out of the bottle. Maybe. Right. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's it. Mm. I don't think it is. Have you ever had Coke out of a water skin though? It's very good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so you guys can heal yourselves up to full, essentially drinking this Ooh, water as okay, much as, nice. as you want. Sweet. And I will relay the message in the notebook. Yeah, nice. Nice, nice. Interesting. Do we have a sense of what the spheres are up to at this point, or are they just like They've gone dormant? Dead. They've gone yeah. dead. Okay, cool. First of all, perhaps we should do what we came here to do and uh, fill the water skins. Yes? Yeah, yeah. Let's fill the water skins well, in case we ruin the water supply somehow trying to get past it. I really hope we don't do that. <laughs> okay, so um, we just tip it out if it turns out to be maybe a false front, like the book says. Yeah, so I reckon I reckon this is the real water, but behind it is whatever Valeria was after. Oh, the um the objects. Yeah, that's what I reckon. Mm. Okay, and let's so I reckon fill we the fill water. with the water. Yeah. So we've got that. We've checked off an objective, done the mission, and mm. then keep poking around. Then we keep going for risk breaking their special strong. <laughs> okay, so you fill up all the water skins. You've got a big supply of this water, and yeah, now you're standing in front of the thing. The water's still coming out of the tap, still landing in the basin. Hey, okay, I want to investigate the copper wall. Fantastic. Go ahead. Jesus, eleven. Okay, I mean, that's fine, because what you see on the couple wall that nobody actually bothered to look at, and we were in the middle of combat, so I didn't bother describing mm. it, uh, hanging on it are, like, five big plates. And the plates all have, like, the copper plates embedded on the wall, and they have different symbols on them. It's a plate station. <laughs> <laughs> at this point, Drazzy's like, oh, guys, I told you to look at the wall. Yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> I was. I think Jody was just like worried about your impending death yeah. and like having to try and like spare the dying both his compatriots yeah, as he's like no, fighting yeah, for a giant yeah. robot. Yeah, that is a little bit concerning. Uh, cool. So, so the plates have on them indeed different symbols. From left to right, the order is spiral, square, cross, triangle, circle. I don't have a clue what that order was already. Spiral, is square, it... cross, triangle, circle. Do they look like you can press them in? No. Pull them out. You can just take them off the wall. Oh, well, what if we take them down and then put them up in the order they're written in the journal? And by order, I assume you mean left or right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So you take down these little plates, copper, and you put them back up on the wall in the order triangle, cross, spiral, square, circle. And as you do that, the wall starts to, like, 
make quite a bit of noise. Mechanisms are coming to life now that have been dormant for a very long time. Jody backs up like and two so, steps. John yeah. <laughs> Cut 2, sort out. Yeah. You can hear some, some like creaking as these gears start to turn, and the wall begins to slowly rotate. I should say... Is there, like, a Bond villain waiting for us on the other yeah, side? Yeah, sitting in the But they're long dead. Yeah. <laughs> Just a skeleton. Yeah. Like, um, a, like a, sca- a cat skeleton, like, on their lap as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no. No, Jackson. That'd be silly. Instead... Yeah, as you're rewriting the plot yeah. Bible. Like, <laughs> No, <laughs> remove cat skeleton. <laughs> um, so the room with cat skeleton. Uh, no, no. no <laughs> yeah. So the wall spins out. It's like um one of the sides is hinged, and so it's almost like it's a big door. The whole wall like opens up, and behind there's a little room. Now I don't know what order to do these things because you guys all level up. I almost wonder whether it's going to be more interesting to handle the level up and then tell you guys about what's in the room. Yeah, I think or so. Or whether yeah. we yeah. Cool, so let's 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 we do can, level we up. We can now. end on the, the fun things. I'm down it's with that. It's such a Delta Request vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with the topaz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wear my influences on nicely. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so level up, let's do some hit die shit. Cool, yep. so is it let's, a D8 for old Joe? It's a D8 for me. Now I got a five, and that's my average. And I'm gonna take it. Smart move. I got two. Nice. Uh cool. I'm gonna roll that sweet D10. I got a six. And I'm going to take it. Smart. I got a one. A D6 for Jazillion? Yeah. Did my hit die go up at any point? I'll take no. yours. I got a five. Nice. I got a two. Nice. Oh, dude. Oh, that proficiency Ooh. goes up. Mm-hmm. It does, yeah. Hey, yeah, so everyone's proficiency bonus goes up from two to three. Mm-hmm. So for those of you who aren't all that across the mechanic of this game, that basically means a lot of stuff gets easier for these guys. Anything that they are proficient in, they get an extra, like, plus one to. So all their attack rolls, any skill checks that they're proficient with, stuff like that. I think probably Grace... This is probably the first level where the damage of your cantrips goes up as well. Oh, nice. I think that that'll be in the actual spells themselves, if you look. Do you want a quick rundown on what happens with Jody? Yeah, please. Um, the first big one is that I now get multi-attack. Nice. So I can make two attacks on every turn. Awesome. And the second one is that I have now have Stunning Strike, which is a very cool thing mm-hmm. that uh, monks get. So I can spend a key point when I hit a creature with a me- melee attack to force it to make a con save or be stunned for a round. So Stunning is like incapacitated. They can't mm-hmm. move, mm-hmm. speak. So everything has advantage against them and they can't do anything for until the end of my next turn. That's cool. pretty neat. What about old Dunkus? Well, uh, fighters are nice and plain, mm-hmm. so I get that obvious like proficiency bonus. Mm-hmm. You also uh, get multi attack, and that's it. Really? Yep. You don't get anything else. Just extra attack. That's all you need, though. Yeah, but it's kind of like offensive when you hear straight off the back of monk that they get extra attack and something else. And mm. I genuinely think monks are broken in this game. Listen, I disagree. I've done a lot of reading about it. Yeah. Monks are not classes that are broken. Ah, they get so much stuff, man. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm glad we have a monk involved. It just seems like, it seems like they can just do so much shit. Yeah. That like other, like no other class gets. But for example, but in that sort of sense, there's a discussion that I think College of Valor bards are broken in terms of shooting the amount of stuff they can do and how powerful they are and that sort of thing. I think sometimes a certain class of druid potentially is up there in that debate yeah. as well. Um, just, just because just because there are classes that are more broken doesn't mean monks aren't broken. I think they're a well-balanced <laughs> class. Uh, when utilized by the right player, can be very effective. So Dunkai gets his extra attack, efficiency bonus increase, some more hit points, another hit dice, and no um, no, no features from Battlemaster? No, no, no. Coolio. Gracie, how are we doing on old Druz? So... You get hit dice, uh, you get yeah. proficiency bonus. I get level three spells. Oh, awesome. You've got to take five of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I already did. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Drazilia gets proficiency bonus, goes up, she gets some more hit points, and you picked up a third level spell. Got That's a right. whole bunch of Bernie spells, actually. Yeah. I know. Goes through a bit of a hot streak mm-hmm. for young Drazzy. Let's talk about this cool copper wall opening. As the large copper panel swings open on its pivot, you notice several things. Behind the wall is a long, narrow room carved out of dark stone with very fine craftsmanship. On the back side of the copper wall, you notice a dark stone platform or shelf emerging about a foot into the room, and perched atop it is a polished copper bowl. But what grabs your attention more immediately is a raised platform about waist high of this same very dark stone on the far side of this small room. Perched atop it are an assortment of objects, and on the front side of it is a plaque, also made out of polished copper. The plaque has writing on it in a script that may look familiar to some of you. Does anybody speak Elvish? Yes. Oh, cool. So those of you who speak Elvish can read the sign that's written on this plaque. 
it's like quite old elvish so it kind of like you can read it you can make out what it says but like i don't have a way to contextualize how it reads as like that's a really old-fashioned way of saying this in elvish like, like shakespearean elvish yeah i suppose yeah like, well, like old middle elvish. elvish like how 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 bad is it it's probably like yeah. closer to middle elvish and you're able to intuit that it says something along the lines of for the reclaimers should any brave souls take up the mantle and restore what we lost Somebody tell me what it said so I can freak out about it. <laughs> <laughs> I guess somebody tells it in combat. Holy shit, we're playing Halo. I couldn't be happier. Oh shit, I didn't even fucking tweak <laughs> yeah. that. I guess that one lives in my brain somewhere. On the table you can see there's a really big sword that has really like matte dark metal for the blade. And the handle is like very plain polished copper. That's lying on like a little cushion up on the altar. And if Duncan were to pick it up, it doesn't have a name. You can name it whatever the fuck you want. I wanted to give you that little uh, context there. The gameplay mechanic of it is that it's a plus one sword. So that means you get an extra plus one to both attack and damage rolls with the great sword. Uh, it also has, as you sort of turn it in your hands, a little button on the hilt. And you don't necessarily know what that button does. Not. Okay, Duncan pushes the button and a shield of light, similar in like consistency to um, the shields, like shield walls the two guys have walked through in this dungeon, projects out of like either side of the blade in like roughly the shape of a shield. And the effect of that is essentially casting the spell shield uh, twice a day. You can do this with that button. It was a once-off effect. Yeah. <laughs> and it's gone forever now. <laughs> so you've only got one more left this day. But it happens twice a day. And that's the effect of this cool polished copper blade. Oh, polished copper hilt sword. It's fucking fresh, dude. Yeah. Also on there is a... Again, it's kind of like matte. And this one is all, like, polished copper. But as you pick it up, Jody, you note that it's surprisingly light. Like, it's not as heavy as you might think it is. And it's it's a long rod... Like, essentially the dimensions of your quarterstaff. And My bow staff. Your bow staff, sorry. It's just like a big, long rod, but it's surprisingly light. It's perfectly cylindrical. It has the stat block of a plus one bow staff. Nice. So plus one to attack and damage. Also, as you, you turn it over, you notice that around the section where you would usually hold it, like mm-hmm. the part where your hand sort of naturally grips, there's also a button on this thing. And you don't necessarily know what that button does. Oh, man. I push it, but I'm, like, not pointing it at anyone. <laughs> like, okay. Out of the bottom of the staff, as you push the button, like, a concussive burst comes out. The effect of this concussive burst is essentially to be, like, imagine, like, an Iron Man-style, like, hand thruster. Yeah. To, to be used to give you, like, a little bit of extra juice in an acrobatic maneuver. So, like, find through the air, like, hit this button and get a little bit of a, a push. You could also theoretically use it as a weapon, but I'm not going to tell you what effect it has as a weapon until you try and use it. Oh, dumb. But you can use so, this thing. There's three charges per day of yeah. energy in this thing. It's just a little, like, bump to, to you know, right. swamp bump. So, like, mechanic-wise... It gives you advantage on acrobatics checks. Nice. Yeah. Oh, dope, dude. Yeah. And the third thing oh, on... Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. And that's it. They, uh, they run out. The third thing that's on the altar is actually kind of, like, depending on how you look at it, either the most or the least interesting thing there, in that it is not made out of polished copper. It is old, and it is very, like, well-worn, dark wooden stuff. It's like a, a thin base like it tapers at the base and then it sort of widens out at the top and then it has like a sort of like handle bit like a like a cane where you might hold it and on the tip of that little handle bit there's like a a recess there that currently has nothing in it but as you pick it up and you 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 turn it over in your hands it's it's very smooth like way smoother and way darker in color than like wood you've seen or felt before right now it doesn't do anything it's just a stick but that's not the only thing that's in this room So as the wall turned out, the bit that I haven't yet described to you guys, you notice on the back side of the wall, coming out of the big copper wall, there's like a platform at roughly the height where the tap on the front of the thing was. And sitting inside this little bowl are three sort of jagged shards of coloured glass or crystal. At this point, you all notice that the book is going nuts. Hilarious notebook. is going pretty, pretty bonkers. Lots of notifications pop up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should we have a look at the the book? Yeah. Yeah. So, the book reads as follows when you flip over to the page. It's on a separate page. Uh, So this isn't actually on the page for the Temple of Life. This is a a separate page listed pieces. And the text reads as follows. Little is known about the pieces, and we've yet to recover any. It's thought that there are 12, and that they all constitute some part of a greater whole. Both the importance of this greater whole and the reason for its dismantling are mysteries to us. We don't know if it was a choice on behalf of the Sine or by some kind of external force. Equally mysterious is the choice of locations for hiding the pieces. 
The importance of the number 12 in many, many Sine-related texts leads us to believe that there are only 12, but this could be a misinterpretation. These pieces, which are of unknown appearance and manifestation, are thought to be incredibly powerful, even when separated, but even more powerful together. Preventing the misuse of these artifacts is our most critical objective. Studying their powers is secondary. It is of the utmost importance that we recover these pieces before the king and before... And then it goes blank. That information hasn't revealed itself. Whoa. Um, do they... Do they slot into the wooden thing? One of the pieces fits really snugly into the top of the wooden staff. And the gameplay mechanic of this staff, now imbued with this piece, is it's a plus one magic item. So that means that you can do plus one to attack rolls and also damage rolls for, for your damage dice. And it has this other cool mechanic where the stone on top essentially acts as... This is something that I don't know how Drazilia figures this out. Maybe just through fucking some time playing around with this thing. You can maybe like feel something about the stone that, that gives you this kind just of that intuition. dragon intuition. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's essentially like a stone of spell storage. You can, you can cast two spells into it up to third level and they just live there. You lose the spell slot, but it's stored in the thing. And then if you sleep and regain the spell slot, like it's still in there. So you can like store uh, extra spells sure. inside. Before this you thing. go to bed or something like that. Yeah. Like if you've like... got extra spell slots for the day, you can like store spells inside this thing. Yeah, and that, that's all the stuff that's in there. Now, I will say this. I'm assuming you guys pick up the pieces out of the, the platform that they're on, right? Yeah. Yes. Like, is there, do, do we look like, do our items look like they interact with them in any sort of way, shape, or form? Or not, not currently? Or like... Um, not that you can see. Yeah, cool. I think we probably... Pocket them? I think we picked them up, yeah. Yeah, yeah. pick them up. So you've already picked one of them up at least. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Stuff. So as, as you pick up all three, you notice a few things. All the, like, humming and whirring that's been going on in the walls of this temple that you guys have sort of come to just normalize, you, you know, like, you forget about noise that's mm. there, you now notice none of it's happening. It's deadly quiet. And perhaps more pressingly, I don't know about how you guys think about this, the fountain on the other side of the door has stopped. Oh, thank God. There's no more water. We gotta run to that entrance. Yeah, I think we pocket the pieces. Yeah. We grab our water skins and we just start running. Yeah. How to Win Loot and Influence Dragons is a production of the Curio Network and hosted by Thomas Owen, Grace Chapel, Ben McAllister, and Jackson Newsom. Editing by Ben McAllister. You can find details of all the music in the show notes. We've got other content on Curio, such as Odds and Ends, where Grace talks with people about the mementos they've kept and the stories behind them, or Still Interested, where we look at film and TV that has been rebooted or remade and try to figure out why they thought it was a good idea. Check it all out at curionetwork.com. Curio.